Hello, welcome to the IGN UK podcast. Daniel Kruper is back from being not here to being here. Hello. Hello. Alex Simmons is always here. He's like the ravens in the tower. I wasn't here last week. Apart from last week when you weren't here. <laughs> and Chris Tilly, nobody's ever sure if you're here or not. Ever present. Even when you're here. Ever present. Here, sir. I'm Stuart Reid. Thanks for joining us well. to what is, I think, going to be a monumentally epic podcast this week. I'm genuinely excited about this podcast. Mm. Genuinely. I would say us four sat around here is a lot like the kind of pictures that have been doing the, the rounds on the internet this week with old people who don't really know what they're doing. New upcoming talent like me, you yeah. know, like JJ Abrams, that's me. Amazing. <laughs> so does that make me Anthony Daniels? Yeah. So you're more Peter Mayhew. Yeah. Yeah. I, was thinking, I was thinking Mayhew. We are, of course, uh, talking about the uh, Star Wars cast that has been announced this week. <coughs> Sorry, I've suddenly got, I think it's a pube. We will talk more about that You've in suddenly just got a pube. A That's happened sooner or later. It's yeah. a wookie hair. <laughs> <laughs> Blow me. Uh, but uh, let's have a quick roundtable chat about where everybody's been. Where have you been, Daniel Kruger? I've just, I've just been on holiday. Nothing work related. I was in Vegas. Can yeah? We, and then put- Boston. Can you do an image gallery Bastard. of your holiday snaps on the on this page? An Im- <laughs> yeah, the gallery. <laughs> you won't want to see it. I went to an all-you-can-eat buffet in Bay- Vegas and they killed myself. I bet. Mm-hmm. That was really good. I had um, sushi, um, noodles, dim sum, and some pizza on top of it. Pizza? Ooh. I was nearly sick at the end of it. It was mm. amazing. How long did you spend in there? Um, till they were throwing me out. Um, two hours? Caesar's two hours. Palace? Do you, you have, like, buffet? is it like on a, on a clock thing? Got a souvenir a picture with my girlfriend. Yeah. Nice. She was a bit drunk, that's why she bought it. <laughs> Do you did you win or lose? Um, I won. You came. You came I, up. I I was yeah on food. I didn't do any gambling. I was mainly there for the eating and drinking. You've really, done a bit of gambling. Oh, I really like, we went to a really good pub and they did. Um, you'd like this, Alex? Craft beer samples. And you get four little mini beers, Ooh. and they do them in little collections. And they come on a little platter, four little like quarter, like third, like third of a pint. And nice. You get four little ones. Nice. What which you was what, your favourite? Um, I like something called um, Harpoon IPA. It's very good in Boston. Um, I wore I wore a t-shirt that's now on the podcast. Uh, it's a Cubs t-shirt. I shouldn't have worn this in America because I thought, oh, I'll buy this t-shirt. It's quite American. Wearing it out in America, in Vegas, loads of drunk people going, woo, Cubs! And like, we're just like high five me going, it's going to be your year, man. And I'm like, I don't, <laughs> I don't I know what you said. <laughs> <laughs> and I put a jumper on quickly. Did uh, anybody get any, did, did you get any Renner references? No. Just, you know, you never know. You're in you're Vegas. In Vegas is a weird place. It's, I didn't, I'm not too sure I'm entirely, I entirely liked it, but. It was still an experience. What's the weirdest thing about Vegas? It's just a bit... It's a bit grotty. Yeah. But at the same time, there's some really nice, like, decadent, polished bits. But then you'll go around the corner, and it's, like, really, really scummy and seedy. I think what's weird as well is the, is the lighting and the clocks. Because it because re- there's no clocks in the, the casinos, yeah, yeah. And, 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 and there's no exit signs as well because they yeah. want you to get lost. Yeah, and they, and they have right. this lighting that makes you feel like kind of daytime, like not tired lighting. They've they've really designed it very specifically, yeah. and it works. You really really lose track of time. It's a very strange sensation. Mm. Well, That's lot, weird. I found a lot of good pubs there. That's what I mean. What we did basically just went on big. So pub you, crawl did you all not day. gamble at no. all? Um, did like um, my girlfriend did a couple of slot machines, right? And she won no point no. Point five of a cent, so we'll keep that. Wow! Right, That's cash cool. that in one day. Yeah. See, I wanted those little raffle tickets, and you take them up and exchange them for a prize. See, <laughs> that I, would have been good. I went to Eastbourne not last weekend, <laughs> but the weekend before, and did the same thing. And uh, 
my daughter ended up with like I think it was about twenty seven tickets. Right. I thought, oh, what, what will you get for that? A comb. <laughs> Nothing. A lollipop. No, the Nothing. lollipop was thirty. You're kidding. <laughs> so the nice man at the arcade on the pier at Eastbourne. If you happen to be listening or watching, yeah. uh, he gave her a pen worth 150 tickets, even though she had Whoa. 27. Whoa! Parker. So she, she got it, and she went, I want the sweets! It's just like, just take the pen. Take the pen, we're that's, up. That's we're 150, up. not 30. Which, uh, which arcade games did you do to win the tickets? Uh, the 2P. My, uh, what are they called? Yeah, the, the kind of shove yeah, yeah, 2P machines. My, my yeah. four-year-old is obsessed, yeah. obsessed. Amazing. When we tell her we're going to go and visit Grandma and have a wrist with, she mm. shrieks because it means we're going to go on grandma. the 2P. <laughs> we're going to go on the 2P penny machine. She calls them 2P penny machines on the pier at Aber with, and yeah. she will not leave them alone. But as a kid, right. you're like baffled that it's not falling down and you think it's magnetised or something. What do you mean as yeah. a kid? I'm baffled now. No, I, yeah, I, I used to play a lot of them in Well, then you should be watching. There's something on daytime telly, which I caught. I guess over Easter because it was a weekday they've done a game show which is that it's like a giant one of them with adults actually playing it what oh, do you know what I think I might have seen it <laughs> yeah. Yeah. is it called Tipping Point um, yeah I think so I think yeah, it is maybe. yeah, yeah. that's Day-time. what Malcolm Gladwell had in mind when he wrote the book <laughs> <laughs> Chris what have you been up to uh, I went to a little film festival called Sundance London which was over at the O2 I saw a film called Hits a film called The Voices which is interesting. Film with Ryan Reynolds' dog talks to him and tells him to kill people. Sorry, it's the cat that tells him to kill people. <laughs> the, the dog's dog really, the dog's really nice. Yeah, tells him not dog. to kill people. Yeah, Do they like says appear at his shoulders. You're one's a good bad cat and one's well, a good dog. Well, they don't literally, but effectively, that's what's going on. Okay. Right. Uh, and then uh, a really funny that film. Sounds like a terrible idea. Yeah, I'm reviewing it next week. I didn't really like it, if I'm honest. But again, how does that even get green lit? Because like so the concept is. <laughs> The cat's bad, the dog's good. <laughs> I guess it gets re-lit, green lit because it's got Ryan, Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. Reynolds exactly. But, but, but that's going to start fading very soon, and, and isn't it? He's not had a hit for a while. And Anna Kendrick's in it. He's really not oh, that. Oh, she's in... Yeah. He's great. Man. Pitch Perfect. Yes. Yeah. yeah, and um, Gemma Arterton's in it. So wow. it's got quite a good cast, actually, yeah. But this... Sexy this sounds not... Wow. I do like Gemma Arterton. <laughs> Did you really um, say that? <laughs> Um, Ryan Reynolds, he can't have that many more flops in him before he really. No, well, I guess this one's low budget. This is this was an indie yeah. pick, so he can get away with this. It's he's not being cast in many blockbusters now. No. Um, I saw a film called They Come Together or They Came Together. Sorry, that's really funny. I'm reading that this week. It's it's Paul Rudd and Amy Poehler and loads of comedy people you recognise, yeah. and it's basically like a Zucker spoof, but of romantic comedies. And it's by David Wayne, who's quite a funny writer director, okay. but. Most interesting of all, and most disappointingly of all, at the launch party, um, I saw David Cross and really wanted to talk to him, but he was talking to lots of people, so I didn't. But the lady I was with, who was a bit more drunk than me, said, talk to him, and I said no. So she just went over, walked in front of all the people he was chatting to and said... Uh, my boyfriend really likes you. Can he come and talk to you? Oh it was so embarrassing. It was embarrassing. so embarrassing. Um, but he was like, yeah, okay. And I went over and he yeah, said goodbye. To, it... I said, no, talk to your friends. He's like, no, he said goodbye to them. <laughs> Chatted with me for about half an hour. Oh. We had a really lovely chat. And then he said, oh, let me get your details. Because I was saying you should come in sometime. And he was due on this podcast. One of you guys could have been subbed out for David Cross. I don't actually know who he is. So... No, he's funny. He's very right. funny. So like he's me. in Arrested Development. I'm not. Yeah, he's best no. known for Arrested <laughs> Development. He's um, what else is he in? He's in a uh, uh, a sketch show called Mr. Show, which is very funny. Mm-hmm. It's him and Bob Odenkirk, who is Saul from Breaking Bad. Oh, okay. Yep. yep you yep, would yep, know yep. him. He was yep. also in Doctor Doolittle too. 
Wow. <laughs> and the increasingly be... poor decisions of Todd, Todd Margaret, Margaret, which is on Netflix, I think. Yeah. And is an interesting little, little six-part comedy series. Yeah, with Will Arnett. Yes. Uh, and one of the in-betweeners. He's also in the Alvin and the Chipmunks movies. I think that's where he makes his dosh. I have seen him in that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I want to talk in I your head. Whatever <laughs> Alex's frame of reference, it, though. It's, it's a squeakful. I got... Yeah, well, was it Chipwrecked? Which uh, I can't Chips. remember. I believe he's in both. Yeah. Right, but yeah, uh, I bought he's that in, He's, he's Scarlet, in both. So. <laughs> Comfy Panda. He's in all three, yeah. Um... So, yeah, he, he's actually having Todd Margaret meetings today with the scriptwriters, so that's why he couldn't come in. But he's promised that next time he's over, he'll come in and, and do a podcast with us. So. Is that the, the Todd Margaret thing? Uh, that's a few years ago. That's yeah. like four or five years ago. So I'm assuming it's another one of these Netflix resurrections where I, well, it's, I, it seems we've got on another cult following. No, I think there's been two seasons of it. Oh, okay. I only watched the first one. And so I think, no, I, still, I still think they were Channel 4. It was right. Channel 4, wasn't it, doing the third season? And maybe they're doing a deal with Netflix oh, as well. But I like the idea of Netflix. We could have found out if he was here. If only. But yeah, so that's He's not. For, for, for the future. I watched, uh, apropos of nothing, talking about comedies, so it's not quite apropos of nothing. Did you see Cardinal Burns last night on Channel 4? No. no. It was uh, really funny. It's the second series, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I did tweet out the um, Crystal Maze sketch, which is very, which very is good Which is very sketch. good, yeah. Yeah. But I thought the whole show was really good. Maybe it's because I watched Derek beforehand, which was so terrible. <laughs> is that the new series? Yeah. I've never watched, I think I watched the pilot when it was, right. um, and then I never watched any of it since then, and then I, I, I just stumbled across it last night, and it's... It's one of the worst things I've ever seen. It's not said. supposed to be belly laughs, is it? Well, I didn't, I didn't think. Did you see it? No, but I, I thought around the first season, a lot of people were supposed to be endearing rather than like laugh mm. out loud. I'm not sure what it's supposed to okay. be, but it's a it's a shambles. Really? Yeah, it's mm. it's not. I just don't like Ricky Gervais anymore. Nah, no. Nah. I think his his well, my, ship my, has my, sailed. My friend who sent me the clip from Cardinal Burns asked me to tweet it out. Um, as a favourite, and I did because it was funny. She's running talent, uh, comedy talent at Channel 4. So if we want to get a Cardinal Burns person in, I bet we could. We should totally do should that. Should we do that? Yeah, let's get that sorted. Yeah. Yeah, or, or can we get a show on Channel 4? Well, I can talk start small, that. don't you? Start. Oh, E4 small. then. Build E4. Up to it. No, more no, for. your time. <laughs> more for. What? I think we're more BBC3, if we're honest. Let's you do something serious. Well, it's finished, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. No, it's going online. Is it? Yeah. Oh. I think we're so. We're just doing like keep keep doing IGN I, stuff. I think we're Sky Living. Let's just stay on IGN. Yeah, it's easier. <laughs> Alex, Alex, Alex you've done anything. IGN. I feel like Alex has been left out. Uh, you mentioned so something about Eastbourne. Let's I'm move just on. Just sat here listening to you lot ramble. So yeah, let's cool. go to the news, shall we? Yeah. Uh, this first piece of news is that Drive Club uh, was delayed. It's been delayed again until October. <laughs> so originally it was going to come out for PlayStation 4's launch. Which Coming out for PlayStation 5 now. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so who wants to know what the reason? The delay is. Oh, I do if it's interesting. Oh. You might, you, might, you might want to go for a poo at this point, Chris. Uh, so, um, by the time you're done, it'll be out. Hopefully, it out right now. So, oh dear, or drive club. So, <laughs> little, little turtle head. I'm sure that the cars you can get. Please. <laughs> I'm Paul's sure. on. Just, just keep going. I'll just keep talking over you. <laughs> like this is great banter. This is, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so let's move on to the next story. <laughs> Are we really? Carry on. Come on, Alex. Uh, Come on. I don't mind. Let's let's have the let's have the reason. 
Okay. <laughs> so it's really not that exciting. There, mu- there must be more to it than this, but the um, the new guy who's heading up the studio is, who's called Rushy, is that's his nickname? Rushy? Yeah, it's Paul Rustgiriastgi. I can't pronounce it. Wow. So he's called Rushy. They, okay. Everyone refers to everyone refers to him as Rushy. So they all know him as Rushy. Rushy. Yes. Uh, and uh, anyway, dynamic menus is the problem. That, well, to quote, uh, dynamic menu is the main stumbling block, and they need more time to achieve their vision. What? what oh, I see a dynamic menu for you. <laughs> what is a That'll dynamic menu? Some time. So, uh, it's basically, because uh, the whole point of Drive Club is a social driving experience, oh. so you're driving against your mates. So surely that's the first thing they got should have got right is that you know it's it, like, it you can like find your mates easily, or you can find people that uh, similar skills. Uh, matchmaking, etc. That should have been one of the main things yeah. that they got right from day one, but they didn't. So I'm assuming because it's a dynamic menu, it changes depending on what you're doing in the game. One would assume, like yes. Or who's available on your friends list? Yeah. You think menus? You think they'd have menus sorted out by How now? How hard can it be? Uh, How hard can it be? Well, obviously quite hard because that's yeah. the stumbling block. So. Um, or have they run out of excuses? And this is the last thing they haven't made an excuse about, so they've had to use dynamic menus as the excuse. Well, I, I guess it is the the kind of the kingpin, kingpin, linchpin, linchpin. linchpin. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a, a sewing needle in the centre of the game, so people need to make sure that it's stitched correctly. Just like the, the no idea just, what I'm talking about. Just like the leather on the seats of the car. Are you having a stroke? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's National Masturbation Day, isn't it? It is actually. Hey. Happy National Masturbation Day. Uh, it won't oh, be when this goes out. Yes, yesterday. yesterday. But, 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 no, so even though happy, it, happy National Recovery Day. Yeah, but, still, yeah. but still, let's face it. You're going to crack one off anyway. Yeah, yeah. So just go for it. In fact, well, it's the start. It is. It's the start of National Masturbation Month. There's a whole month dedicated to it. Wow. I was celebrating. I didn't even know it yeah. was. Well, you kind of celebrate for the first 20 minutes and then you just feel really 20 seedy. minutes? Yeah. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> you're doing it wrong. <laughs> no, it's just 20. Take, listen, <laughs> it's got we no all know. That, that, in, that includes the whole cycle. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's just like the way I play Trials. <laughs> He's factoring in <laughs> build-ups yeah, and, and, yeah. and, and Slow and steady, lots of grinding. Finding the right and video. Then, and then yeah. just crawling over the line. Opening all your tabs. No backflips. <laughs> Nothing special. <laughs> and, 50, like, and 15 minutes of shame. Yeah. Finding, finding, the right, finding the right anime. <laughs> Hentai Anime you say oh, Okay uh, Next piece of news Is about uh, oh. a, a big film oh. Big film The big film That everyone big knew film. Was coming big But director. hasn't been confirmed Is Justice League of America So It has been confirmed That it is going to happen It's going to follow Superman versus Batman Sometime Probably after 2018 now And It's got a director It's Zack Schneider when they said that Zack Schneider will do it. No, I thought I thought they said that there's a chance it could be 2017. I must admit, I, I thought, thought there was an I update they said to the story. 2017. Oh, well, I think there was an update uh, oh, to the, the story right at the bottom yeah, of the story. Yeah. So uh, see, um, it's could we're reading about, the site. Could about in 2017, a year after Superman versus hmm. Batman. But obviously, Superman versus Batman slipped to uh, Yeah. Uh, so anyway. we, we called this a little bit, didn't we? We thought, we we were speculating that actually Batman versus Superman might be Justice League. Yeah, because you were adding more and more characters yeah. all the time. You already got um, Wonder Woman and then last week you had addition of Cyborg, Cyborg. which is adding a lot of characters, yeah. setting stuff up very quickly in a similar vein that Spider-Man's doing mm-hmm. over at Sony. And they've announced that, yeah, they're going to go all in. All the chips are on the table. We're going to push it all in. Zack Schneider's helming it um, which when I first heard this news I was in the airport so I had Wi-Fi and uh, I was reading it I was like it just feels a little bit boring 
Like all, I think put all Zack Schneider concerns to one side, mm. take him out of the equation, That's forget really about what you think, do, but, yep. but just forget what yep. you think. It's the principle of it. Yep. Going with the same director yet again before mm. he's even done the sequel. And obviously that would change if that bombed and stuff. It might not happen. But just to pick the same director, I think it shows that they're approaching it as a series, not a universe. Yeah. And mm. I, I, said, I said that on Twitter and somebody called me out on that saying, oh, why do you have to compare everything they do to Marvel? And I think that's fair. Like, you know, it's unfair on to co- like compare everything they do to Marvel. But... It is a worthy comparison that Marvel have done something very similar in recent years and done it very successfully. And I think one of the things people have enjoyed with the Marvel films is the way that they've recruited different directors from different yeah. backgrounds. And they've all brought something slightly different to well, the Yeah, they feel like different party. films a lot of the time. Yeah. Yeah. That said, it'll ensure there's some kind of continuity yeah, because so it's more like the Harry- DC stuff has kind of been flailing around a little, it feels like. Totally. It's all, yeah. Yeah, and I suppose like if you look at Warner Brothers' recent success stories, is Harry Potter, mm. and that's been very much approached as a series where you have one director taking the reins and then you mm. pass it on to another director. Mm. So I wonder whether they're a little bit hesitant about the commercial success after Green Lantern kind of flopped. Whether you can do some of these characters independently, and actually the way to go is just to, just to do the kind of big team up movie as mm. the core franchise, mm. and some installments might focus on two or three of the characters some of them more some of them less yeah I'm sure Superman will get his spin-off yeah. spin-off films and the characters that audiences really gravitate towards and want more of you spin them out how many of there in the uh, DC universe are there though obviously Batman, Superman Wonder Woman Flash good. yeah there's, there, yeah, there's lots that they can choose from it's like Avengers where they can kind of I know there's lots but and I but, guess um, the same is said of no, but I would say Marvel have got would, more Green, green Lantern, but Green Arrow. I, I, this is the thing, though. Like this green is green the success of the films. Like if you said f- ten years ago, yeah. Iron Man is such a second tier character. No, I know, I know. Like he was nothing. Like he would never have been on the cover of a video game. But if you look at today, Iron Man's front and center of everything. No, you know, totally. Yeah, do. but like, so, it's like Green Arrow, I think you know, great TV show. I don't particularly want to see a movie. No. But, um Doesn't that say more about the the, the actor that played Iron Man, though, and the actors that play all these roles? Is that not who... I mean, especially with Iron Man's success, surely it all comes down to Robert Downey Jr., doesn't it? I don't think so. As good as he could be, if the rest of the film was a bit of a turkey, Mm. there's only so much you can carry through a performance. Mm. If If the script wasn't funny, if um, the special effects weren't good, like the way that they, they, they... rendered that suit on screen yes yeah, was yeah, I, exciting I, I think that's it is the, the 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 functionality of the suit and what it can do like kids watch that melded go, with oh, his performance yeah, I want, yeah. I want have, one of them yes. have, yeah Whereas and we're all agreed that Christopher Reeve was a great Superman but have you seen Superman 4 well this is true yeah <laughs> that did not go well um, if they were to put Green Arrow in the Justice League movie yep. would you like to see because we're the two that watch yep. Arrow would you like to see that actor no 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 Poor bloke. I, I know, but... He's doing a good job. He's, well, he he's doing him. an all right uh, TV show job. Yeah. I, but he's got kind of like the same faces that he does for different... Do you know what I mean? Same expressions. It's like, like this yeah, way yeah. back You just when, see it all the time. Well, when Superman Returns came, came out? 2005 or something? Yeah. But um, about Tom Welling yeah, yeah. from Smallville making mm. that leap and they just didn't go with him. No. So I wonder if they just want to demarcate it a bit more. Yeah, well, yeah. at the moment they're keeping they're keeping those two universes separate. But Marvel 
said the opposite, didn't yeah. they? He said that the Netflix series, Daredevil, etc., will be part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. As they've done with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. Mm. Yep, yep, yep. Man, they've got a, a long-term game plan going on, haven't they? Yeah. yeah. It's very impressive. Yeah. It's like chess. What was the um, what was the end result for Man of Steel? Did it, how well did it do at the box office? Did it really clean up, or was it a, was it kind it, of only a moderate success? Out, it didn't quite. Mm. It didn't quite do kind of um, Dark Knight business no. business, mm. but it it did not far off. Okay. Enough. I mean, the the problem with that one was it cost so much money. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Man of Steel. So here, here we go. T- um, total budget estimated somewhere in the region three hundred million. Obviously, that probably. That include marketing as well? I would think so. Yeah. I would have thought so. Uh worldwide gross six hundred and sixty eight million. So mm. double. Double. Right. Right. It's not bad. It's not bad. It's not bad for a not particularly good movie. That might not include moments either. That's my bigger thing is that, you know, I'd love to see a good treatment of all these good characters. I'm just not sort of sure that Snyder is the man to do it. I like but, Man of Steel, but I was rewatching it again the other day and like liked it less. Yeah. Right. And I found I've found the effects really distracting. It's, Which I hadn't yeah. really thought about the first. It's awful. Like, it just like, the stuff on Krypton. There was just terrible. There was really was Im- cheap interesting rubbish. drama happening, and yet he was throwing all this stuff that was distracting you from yeah. it. Yeah, and it was unnecessary. Too yeah. much of it, but. There's some lovely, like, he can make stuff look really nice, I mm. think. He's a terrific a te- art director. He's a, a yeah. good That's technician. what he's really, really strong at, yes, and a good technician. But he cannot, I don't think he can direct people. And he can't, you know, big action the, scenes, well, he's fine with. Uh, but when, when you're trying to get into the kind of Give the him 10 characters to manage at once on screen, then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to work out well, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, as always, let us know what your thoughts are about uh, the Justice League movie. Um, IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN.com. Yeah, I'm or sure we'll Twitter talk or Facebook. Uh, Facebook? Facebook. Has anybody patented <laughs> Facebook? I'm sure we'll talk about it more on this week's Superhero Show. Y- yeah. Yes. Plug. And don't Plug. say we hate DC. We don't hate DC. Don't. We like Batman and Superman. <laughs> I like. I like the Green Arrow as well. Yep. We like Arrow. Yep. Uh, I don't know enough about Flash. I used to watch the Flash TV show a lot as a kid. Did you? I never read Fra- Flash though. Only twenty episodes. There you go. So you watch those episodes a lot. Yeah. He's going to be in the new Flash TV series as well. Apparently, the really? guy who played the original Flash. Yeah. Wow. In an, in an, yeah, they're not said. I used what to watch on Sci-Fi Channel with my dad. Because <laughs> lots of the extended uh, DC Universe uh, characters are appearing in Arrow as well. Yeah. Like loads. To pop up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I really like that. Yeah, I mm. think it works really well. Last bit of big news this week, then, oh. Chris. Ah, yes, so, um, a little matter of Star Wars. Annoyingly, this this news broke just after we left the office, so we didn't get to cover it properly, but our yeah, LA team damn it, did. breaking at half past four in the afternoon. Ah, uh, it was half past five, <laughs> and I'm sorry, they're in, it was half past five, and they're in London, and they, they broke it at US time. That's but they're making the film in London, they're all in London, they should have done it at ten in the morning. <laughs> You tell them. Yes. Uh, Greenwich, <laughs> yes. Greenwich yes. Mean Time. Uh, so summertime. It's <laughs> <laughs> a bad start. So we now know the Star Wars Episode 7 cast. Shall I read them out? Please Go do. for it. Uh, John Boyega, Daisy Ridley, who? Uh, Adam Driver. Os- you have to say that after every time <laughs> you say her name. <laughs> Oscar Isaac, Andy Serkis, Dom Hall-Gleason, Max von Sydow, Harrison Ford, Carrie Fisher, Mark Hamill, Anthony Daniels, Peter Mayhew and Kenny Baker. Max von Sydow, that's brave. Yeah. How old is he? He's like 90 He's eight, 85 years old. Right. Wow. They're going sh- to shoot all of his scenes for the next three movies got, first, um, aren't he's they? He's got a seven-film contract. 
<laughs> but yeah, let's start with him then. Uh, so who's he playing? Do we know? We don't know who anyone is playing. There's obviously rumours. Yeah. Uh, the obvious thing to think with him would be that he would be playing some kind Sith. of... Yeah, Sith yeah. Lord, uh, evil. Well, but you never made... But he's also played the hero in films before as well. The power but, of Christ compels. But you know, they've had Peter Cushing, Christopher Lee, now Max yeah. von Sydow, yeah. Yeah. Ming the Merciless. That's pretty cool. It was pretty cool to hear his name. Mm. Um, Andy Serkis was a surprise to everyone. No one knew that he was in the running. Yeah. No. So no word on who he's playing, but would you think CG character? Maybe? I, really, I, just I, think I, I hope he's not CGI. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really want it to be Andy Serkis on screen. Because he, he was very good in um, King Kong, wasn't he? Yeah. I'm joking. Brilliant. Just like that big one eye. That, that was his acting. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, shall I go through all of them and we can have yeah. a little talk? Uh, John Boyega. What do we know him from? Attack the Block. Attack the Block. Yeah. He was the main guy in Attack the Block. Yeah. Uh, he's also going to be seen by a few more people in the coming months because he's in 24 Live. Oh, is he? Yeah. Right. The, the, the London 24. He's great <clears> in Attack the Block. He's a he very, very charismatic guy. Mm. I've met him. He's got real presence. I think he was doing a TV show with Spike Lee as well, but I don't know if that ever got Did off the Did you feel his presence? <laughs> you could <laughs> feel that line coming. That's to say. So, <laughs> Sorry, I got do we think goody or baddie? I think goody. Right. Oh, okay. What do you get? What do you say? Yeah, I think he'd be a like, smuggler. Smuggler. Yeah. yeah. I think he'll be. Kind of, kind of a bit more of a Harrison Ford type. Yeah, character. I think I think or, he'll be like a Lando. Lovable, lovable rogue. Yeah. I think he'll be a bit yeah. of a rebel though. He's got attitude. That guy. Rebel, rebel, or rebel, yeah. rebel. What kind of rebel? Rebel Alliance, rebel, or ah. oh god! Oh, god. Oh, no. Well, if you want to talk we, about it, we need to establish terminology. Adam Driver. Wasn't so he in Coronation it, Street? No, that so was... Oh, the cast Tyrone. Adam, Adam Rickett. That's, <laughs> <laughs> and I hate that I know that. Uh, uh, breathe is again. Is he the guy from some, Girls? He is, so Alex being our girls yeah, expert. I am. What well, he's do you reckon distinctive looking uh, He's really fellow, good. Yeah. Um, like, I, I think he's... I've only ever seen him in that, so I don't know what he does outside, uh, if that's actually him or whether that's him acting, but I think he's very good in that. I've only seen four episodes of Girls so far. Does right. he remain an absolute shit throughout? Yeah, but Ooh, so he, well, he's just kind of, he's a little bit f***ed up, basically. Right. Uh, and his head is all over the place. And he right. th- he struggles with a lot of the way that he thinks about stuff. But I think he does it really, really well. Cool. Let me know when he's you're going to say the F word so I can <laughs> yeah. go, just me so I can go beep. That's why you've got... <laughs> Your stopwatch. Okay, I'm trying to tell a story here. <laughs> it's just it's ruining the magic. 26 minutes in. All right, yeah. I'll make a note. Um, yeah, and, and all the rumours point to him playing a villainous character. Yeah. Right. I think he'd be really good. I think he's good casting. And he's striking looking bloke as well. Yeah. He's so, very, you're not going to miss him. A bit like Cumberbatch in, in kind of, not odd looking, but... Couldn't get Cumberbatch. Yeah. Yeah. Striking. Yeah, striking. That's nice. Like that, yes. um, Oscar Isaac. Oh. Who's he? A.K.A. Lewin Davis. Is he ah, inside Lewin Davis? Is, okay. is, is he going to have the guitar? And the um, well, interestingly, there's a, one of the best scenes in Inside Lewin Davis is when Adam Driver and Oscar Isaac sing a song together. Of course, yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe. <laughs> About going into space. A precursor. <laughs> um, <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> um, maybe they're all that. part of the same Whoa. universe. <laughs> Now, I've got some good info on this guy because I've seen a film that's not out yet called The Two Faces of January. Uh, it's him and Viggo Mortensen, and it's a bit like Talented Mr. Ripley. Because uh, inside Lewin Davis, he's very strange, introverted, mm. odd guy. In this film, he's really charismatic, really cool. And you could see him, because rumours are that he might be playing the Han Solo-like character in this movie, mm. the more cool character. Oh, yeah. And you can totally see that based on this performance where he kind of charms Viggo Mortensen's wife right. early on in the film. Oh, I. It's charms. Is that a euphemism? 
Well, that'd be a spoiler if I told you what Fair happened. Um, so he's quite cool, but I guess not many people. You got, has anyone seen Inside the Room? I've Davis? seen Inside the yeah. Room. Really, I loved it. He's good, isn't he? He holds yeah. the screen, doesn't he? Yeah, really does. I even like the bit with John Goodman, which you didn't like. I didn't like the bit with John Goodman. No. But I know maybe I should have liked the bit with John Goodman. I don't know about the bit with John Goodman. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dom Hall Gleeson. Who's Thingy Gleeson's In About son. Time. Brendan Gleeson's son. He's yeah. in About Time. He's in Harry Potter. He's probably best known for that. I like About mm. Time. He's in Frank, which comes out next week. He's the oh, lead. I'm looking lead. forward to that. He's the lead in Frank, and he's very. He's good quite awkward. He is, and he's quite Luke in some he ways. Is. That's and exactly that, what that's I the prevailing theory is it? that yeah. he is Luke's son. Yeah, ah. there is something very kind of country boy about him, like kind of a um, mm. little bit. Oh. Yeah, he's got a, a real likability, hasn't he? Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, that's what I thought as soon as they said his name. I thought, he's a Skywalker. Um, can, so I can imagine th- him drinking some blue milk. <laughs> Is that a euphemism? <laughs> no. <laughs> Got a bit blue. So those are the youngsters in the cast. Yep. Uh, or the, the newcomers, rather, because Max von Sydow's not a youngster. <laughs> <laughs> um, Spring chicken. What do you reckon? Because what I'm liking about this is I, lo- I like... Oh, no, sorry, Daisy Ridley. Yes. Oh, yes. And this is the... Other, she looks a lot like Carrie Fisher. I think she's got a look of Carrie Fisher about her. So the the theory is that she is um, Han Solo and Leia Solo's child. And that potentially the film will actually revolve around her, that she'll be the lead character. That's just speculation at this point. What do we know about her? What do we know about her? Um, I had to look her up on IMDb. That's how much I know about her. She's been in an episode of Casualty. Didn't see it. She's been in Mr. Selfridge. Didn't see it. She's been in some episodes of Silent Witness. Didn't see it. And she was in an episode of Toast of London. Ah, oh, which I Matt Berry. watched one and didn't like it. Yeah, I, didn't like I it like the fact that she's in Casualty. Everybody's been in Casualty. I, li- I like it at the beginning of the film. She's like stacking precariously a box of lightsabers. And stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so it's cool. I guess you can that. see something bad about to happen. Pretty much a newcomer. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, so that's interesting, but we don't really know anything about her to express yeah. an opinion. But what I like about, uh, apart from her, I don't know. I like every one of these actors, which I wasn't expecting. Yeah. Because I think, you know, the, the prequels might have fallen down on certain performances, certain yeah. lead performances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Mentioning no names. <laughs> well, Hayden Christensen, Jake Lloyd. Lots of names mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so with the uh, announcement of the cast for Star Wars this week then, the big question is, has this raised the level of excitement somewhat? It's certainly piqued my interest. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I think looking, A, the photo that they sent out, um, which we'll put on the podcast story with all of them sat around. Yeah, uh, really cool like you said it earlier, it's very classy. The way, picture, yes, the way it's shot, shot it, yeah. the way they've shot it is a thing to kind of eke out some kind of nostalgia. This is the way it yeah. looks. It looks like a classic picture that could have been taken on set in the seventies of, of the original Star Wars. That's yeah. exactly what and I was thinking. Yeah, and I actually might re-promote something that I wrote last summer from when I went to the Star Wars festival yeah. in Germany last year, and all they talked about was nostalgia and going back to those original films yeah. and trying to recreate what quite obviously George Lucas couldn't recreate himself when yeah. he went back and tried to make more Star Wars films because he didn't get it yeah. and I think whoever's making these films kind of gets it yeah. Abrams probably gets it more than Lucas did in terms of what what, people uh, what you could it? try yeah because yeah. he was a big fan and um, yeah it's a very classy picture and as soon mm. as you saw it it kind of felt right at the same time, even though Chris just went through all the new actors, there's another 
there's a quite a few other character actors in that picture that we should probably go through as well because mm. I think that's on that's kind of the only kind of note of note of caution I have kind of have about the whole kind of project well, is like getting the old people back in yeah a little bit yeah well I think especially people like Harrison Ford because they're saying it's who's more, not been particularly glowing about that the Star Wars stuff in more recent years. Yeah, and it sounds um, like, the, the, again, nothing has been confirmed, but it sounds like they're going to have quite a big role in it, or at least some of them are. I, I guess it depends, you know, what route he's going to take. Is it going to be, obviously it's not a reboot like Star Trek was, but my main concern with Star Trek, uh, the, the the Abrams one, was that it was trying to do fan service by including old Spock, but do new stuff, whereas I just kind of thought, well, just do a completely new Star Trek. Yeah. yeah. That's what I wanted from that film. Yeah. And even in the second film, <coughs> it was harping back to kind of still... That was his downfall in the second film. I actually thought the Spock um, appearance cameo in the first Abrams thing was actually quite well judged. Mm. I thought it was kind of, you've done a canonical reboot. Like Mm. you're saying the old stuff still exists, but new stuff can happen, which is quite nice. I thought Mm. it kind of good kind of um, resolution. But I don't know, like I just, you know, none of those actors have had, great times in recent years. But you, you can see why they've done it as well, can't you? For instance, I mean, you know, Mark Hamill... Luke Skywalker is going to be the Yoda replacement, I assume. Because or the he's... Ben Kenobi. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think he'd probably more like to be uh, Ben Kenobi than Yoda. As, as well, yeah. You do shrink <laughs> when you get older. <laughs> and turn parts green. of you don't, parts of you get longer. Maybe that's who uh, um, yeah. uh, Andy Serkis is going to be. Yeah. Good call, Alex. Good Thank call. Thank you, Stuart. <laughs> <laughs> So what do we think? I mean, are these are these old guys, Harrison Ford, Mark Hamill, um, Carrie Fisher, are they going to have expanded roles in, 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 in the next film, in the next set of films going forward? Do you think they're just doing this as a nod to I, bring I hope they back? do. I hope, personally, I hope they do in this one. I hope it focuses on them. Getting them all back has got me excited. I, I think it I think has framed the story. And yeah. I think it would be... But I'd, maybe just this film is what I'd personally yeah. like, and then a, a passing over of the lightsaber... Rather than the torch, right? Uh, to these younger characters for the future films, maybe even kill them off. Maybe have this over a twenty-year pe- period of time, so that we kind of yeah. complete their story. Yeah. Well, and then that's it. You want that kind of closure on yeah. the Obviously, I think one of the things that's you know Lawrence Kasdan's erotic um, and Abrams being a huge Star Wars fan. Surely, one of the things they'll do is go back and look at the original films quite a lot. If you think about. A New Hope and how it begins. There are some older characters there. There's um, Uncle Ben yeah. and his wife. You've got Ben Kenobi there. Um, sorry, Uncle Lars and then Ben Kenobi. So hey, Uncle Ben is no, no. He's a man that makes rice. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Spider-Man's Uncle. Oh, yeah. And um, you could have like Han Solo, Carrie Fisher, uh, sorry, Princess Leia and um, Luke Skywalker kind of occupying those kind of the kind of yep. roles, mm. setting the new characters on their journey, and kind of even in that film, just letting go and then appearing towards the mm. end or at key yeah. moments. Yeah, and equally going back to the originals, uh, who's missing? Lando Calrissian, Billy D. Williams, yeah. not yeah. got a look in. But um, well, do you think that he'll never get a look in? Or I think he will. I think if they're going back to the structure, he shows up in the second movie mm. to mix things up. Yeah. And so I wouldn't cake. be surprised if if Lando shows up in a in a, in a oh, sequel. To 
Yeah. I, I don't know. Do you not think I, I don't, I don't he know. could do a dance sequence because he just did Dancing with the Stars in America? He's, 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 he's knocking want. on a bit though. Have you seen the episode of Modern Family that he's in? No. He, 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 he looks pretty much like they've had to wheel him on set. <laughs> the original Harvey Dent. <laughs> to be fair, there's a few of the actors there. That like <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, Kenny him. Baker and Peter Mayhew, Mayhew must be pretty happy. You'd think, wouldn't yeah. you? Not I, as I happy as yeah. one man. Anthony Daniels. <laughs> wow. Because he hasn't, like, let's give him a shout out because he, he he's met, not going to. Because he's not going to, he's not gonna, like, do it himself. And it shows you if you, you're patient, yeah. deferential, <laughs> humble, <laughs> you'll get your rewards. What are you implying, Daniel? I'm ill, 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 miltless. Let's, let's take a moment to remember Dave Prowse as well, who's obviously not mm. going to be in this. But my no. question is what is the threat going to be? Who is, who is the protagonist going to be? Any ideas? That's a good point. Yeah, well, yeah the rumours are Adam Driver will be a villainous. Okay. And it could be circus. But, but it would be interesting to see how they play it because obviously the Emperor carked it, uh, Darth Vader, mm. no more. Yeah. So what will the threat so, be? Yeah. 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 Well, what was bubbling oh, will, it, will it be Sith? Sith might be a part of it, but there might be a new threat, a yeah. bigger threat. I just hope yeah. it's a trade war. <laughs> it do feels you, like you, they do have to come do, up with something do you hope new. There's some kind of Japanese aliens. <laughs> I can't I remember that how boring remember how oh. hyped you were for the beginning of that film and so, then it's yeah. like reading the opening crawl like I'm still with you yeah. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then 20 minutes in you're going no. oh <laughs> Jesus that birdie yeah. put her lipstick on at what, what point did you like admit to yourself this is really quite boring isn't it yeah. <laughs> I think it was about halfway through the, the first movie but lightsaber fight at the end still awesome mm. but there's a rumour that they haven't finished casting yet either there's a rumour that there'll be one more female lead cast I don't know if that's true I guess mm. we can talk about that again if it happens but yeah. there was some criticism that why is there only one female character joining the cast of Star Wars and all these male characters don't know who Andy Serkis is playing no they could yeah <laughs> good point all playing aliens we will find out in due course what's the release date for the first movie December 18th okay. 2015 and what do we do we think there's going to be a May the 4th announcement as well well, that's well we, we did because that's why they were yeah. all gathering in London but mm. then this come out quite you know ahead of time unless it's the name yeah. film well May the 4th is more a, a fan it's thing fan, isn't yeah. it yeah. Um, equally I, I'm sure that once they had gathered them together like that they wanted to get it out before yeah. paparazzi yeah. got them yeah. coming yeah. on yeah. going yeah. and it is a great shot so. it really is uh, Poor old Kenny Baker, though. They could have let him out. Do you think he's actually in the script? I hope so. I like it. Do I really need to be here for the script reading? <laughs> it's method, Kenny. It's method. Anthony going, yes, you do, Kenny. Yes. Oh, Kenny, you must be in there all Get the time. He never Get gets out. in your box. <laughs> he's been Why in that for four years. There. He's, he's actually been dead for three years. Nobody's lifted the lid to check. Uh, Anthony's here. I'm going into the can. <laughs> give us your thoughts on Star Wars how hyped you are or if you're just completely over it if you're not excited because you've been let down by broken promises in the past IGN underscore you I'm going to do that bit again IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN.com so time to move on to a bumper crop of reader FU this week feedback update uh, and we're going to talk about reboots actually uh, both TV and uh, movie, Stephen Martin has written in and said, I'm kind of excited to see a reboot of Flash Gordon, but I would much rather see a reboot of Buck Rogers. I think that Buck Rogers has a far cooler sci-fi premise. Biddy, 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 biddy. I wonder how long it'll take. <laughs> I was going to say that before I did. When do I do it? Now, do you remember they changed his voice halfway through the run? What, did they? Yeah. Mel Blanc Dali. I don't know if he died. No, was he died a bit later. Yeah, that? but they, 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 instead of having a really gruff voice like, like he did, they suddenly changed it so he started talking more like that. Really? Yeah. 
Check wow. out the later episodes. Wow, weird. He goes on to say, Stephen Martin says, if you have the culture shock of Buck trying to adapt uh, to his new reality 500 years in the future, a future where advanced artificial and alien intelligences have been integrated with human society, Futurama has shown love for Buck Rogers by parodying its story, and even Arthur C. Clarke borrowed the same premise in the fourth book in his Space Odyssey series 3001. It would be pretty good, I think. He thinks it could be as good as Battlestar Galactica, the reboot. I think it's a great idea, because it's a really good... I think good you should play the main role. Yeah. Just getting grips with all these smartphones. And that's why you keep smashing them all by accident. <laughs> now, yeah. I don't know what's going on. So yeah, nice idea. I like that mm, idea. I'm just looking up to see if there's never anything Book in Rogers. development. Can't find You'd anything, it. but it's a good idea. Yeah. You'd really like it, Dan. You should check out some of the uh, early episodes when they still had some budget. <laughs> Next bit oh, of I have the next bit of feedback. Sorry, I'm still looking up Butt Rogers. <laughs> um, it's from uh, Rob Berry. Here's the day. Rob Berry. <laughs> Amazing. Wow, I bet he's never heard that. <laughs> Sorry, Rob. Um, he says, Hi, I've always considered a film which is right for a remake, uh, the surprisingly not bad 1988 movie They Live, starring at oh. the time WWF wrestler Rowdy Roddy Piper. At the time of this movie, there were almost no internet or mobile phones, so the idea of secret alien messages being sent to an unaware public could easily be increased, increased in scope. As an extra twist, I would cast Peter Dinklage in the lead role. The idea of someone of restricted size being the only human uh, with the sunglasses to see the alien messages would be very interesting, and I'm fairly certain that any film would be improved with Dinklage in the lead role. Yeah. Uh, I have no idea what he's talking about. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you don't. Uh, well, I'm, I agree with this, and I, I've even got have it on a seen? list of... I wanted to do I wanted to do a feature about films that, that should be remade, and that was on it. So you've seen They Live? Yeah, and I'm sure... Okay, yeah. you, you oh, guys I've seen it. I'm afraid I haven't seen it's it. John Carpenter, yeah. So, so it, was after, it was his next film after Big Trouble in Little China. Ah. Um, much lower budget, very cool kind of paranoid thriller. And yet yeah, it's this, this hobo who's played by Roddy Piper who finds these glasses, puts them on, That's and he it, can yeah. see that half the world is being controlled by aliens. Right. And that all the advertising we see, he looks through that, it, it's, instead it's saying obey right. and all so these like kind of things. But we should do very well today with like some like Google Glass. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, no, no, that's what I'm Well, I did write, I did write a feature that, that's, that about what movies should be uh, getting 3D conversions a few years ago when that was happening. Ah, yeah. And that was one I suggested that any time you were looking at the alien world, they make that all 3D. 3D because put glasses on now. Yeah. But also, I thought this rung a bell. Like, Universal mooted a reboot of this mm. a few years ago with Matt Reeve from Cloverfield yep. and let the Let Me In remake on board to write it and direct it. But... Obviously, that nothing's come of that since. Mm. And I think Rob would agree that if they did remake it, they'd have to reenact the punch-up because it's got the longest, I believe, the longest punch-up in movie history or something. It's because yeah. Roddy Piper's a wrestler, yeah. And then the other guy, was it David Keith? I can't remember, but a huge bloke. They fight for about fifteen minutes. It, it becomes it's a, like a comedy. Family, it's a bit like Family Guy yeah. with the chicken, yeah. it, right. and it's done in that way that you are laughing by the end of it because <laughs> yeah. you just every time you think it's stopped, one of them gets up and it's the other one with a trash can or something. <laughs> But yeah, I'm going to check that out. Great idea, Rob. Right. Next one is from, I don't know how to pronounce his name. It's a Dutch name. Thies? Thies van Sysay? Well, let's just apologise now. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, Thies. If you're um, going to send in an email with a, with a difficult name, 
spell it phonetically for us. Wow. No, Welcome to the racist podcast. Up. Um, um, <laughs> he says, I'm pleased to hear that Flash Gordon is possibly in remake mode. You asked for suggestions. I was particularly fond of the movie Krull, but I love the oldest, because I love the oldest style of filmmaking and the flashy special effects. Also, a new Sinbad movie would be great because of the variety stories that are possible. Is that about the 90s comedian Sinbad? Amazing. <laughs> was Tar- he saved by the bell? Uh, no, it was I think, um, yeah, I think, I think a different world. I think oh, right. No, I think it's about the window cleaner from Brookside. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he trumped me. <laughs> Although this does beg the question of should you remake classic cheesy movies? Look how badly Clash of the Titans turn out when the original is still so good. Mm. Mm. See, would you say the original's cheesy though? No, it's just of its time. Yeah, yeah. it's great film. Yeah. But yeah, no, I do think you should remake cheesy films. Remake bad films with good premises that, rather than good films. The, yeah, that's mm. the whole point. Yeah, that's yeah, why you should yeah. remake them. You know, ones that they didn't quite nail it. Uh, I've got an email from Mark, a.k.a. Valentino Sparks, talking about old boy gamers, which I'm assuming you led the conversation <laughs> what, is that people, last week. Is that people who play the video game of the movie Old Boys? Yeah. Because I've not seen that. Uh, so he says he's 41 and he can mix it up with the best of them on Titanfall. You hear me? <laughs> I've never he heard a 41-year-old speak like that. He didn't actually say it like that. So anyway, he lives by the motto, you don't stop playing because you grow old, you grow old because you stop playing. Yeah. Oh, I old, like that. You grow old because you stop playing because your eyesight's gone there you go. and your reactions <laughs> have gone. Arthritis in your thumbs <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, did you, have you stopped playing video games? Or what, video games that require skill? That's like a leap, isn't it? But no, no I mean, it's <laughs> not true. Stuff like Last of Us, which is a movie where you just press a button occasionally. Yeah. I'm quite happy with like, those. But like any, that. Any, anything that requires pinpoint accuracy, forget it. Right. So, no duck hunt for you. No, what? Sorry? <laughs> <laughs> it's the greatest point, point and shoot game of all time. A duck hunt. Sorry. <laughs> I really did wonder what you said there for a second. <laughs> Moving swiftly on. You can't. Don't call me that. You can't, Stuart. You can't. Dan, any time today. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, to be fair, he has been up for two days. That, yeah, yeah. He also, that, that guy's name, I think you pronounce it Tice. So sorry, okay. Tice. Um, this is now from Graham. Graham, just been listening to the latest podcast, and you're all talking about old gamers. I'm 47 and have owned the following consoles: Grandstand Game System, Atari 2600, uh, Mega Drive, N64, PlayStation's One, Two, Four. I think that a PS4 could well be my last system. And do you know the sad thing? Really? Out of all the consoles and games I have owned, I have never completed a single game. No. Yeah, that's. That's tragic. That's a sad ending to a How nice email. Forty-seven. Well, he's stuck it do we have that long? And he's well, Graham finished. Hardy from Sheffield. Do we have any advance on forty-seven? Daniel Kruper, I can take your forty-seven and raise you by one year and three months, approximately. Ooh, bingo. I've got Go an it. email from King's Ferno. Isn't he on Game of Thrones? <laughs> That's one of the areas, isn't it? <laughs> Who says, uh, I can beat you by a few years as I'm 48 and a quarter. I like the fact he added the quarter. (laughs) Um, My first recollection of gaming is playing Lunar Lander on my older brother's Exidy Sorcerer. I have no idea. Can you you Google Exidy Sorcerer? I've no idea. Sorry, Exidy Sorcerer. Uh, E-X-I-D-Y, I think. Yeah, E-X-I-D-Y and then Sorcerer. Um, Since then, I've been playing, I've been through a couple of Spectrums, almost all Sega Nintendo consoles, and now own four PlayStations. Um... Presumably what? PlayStation 1, 2, 3, 4, rather than just four PlayStation uh, 4s or something. A PlayStation 4, two PlayStation 3s and a Vita. Maybe one of them broke. Right. Yeah. So, it's interesting how we got into PlayStation after 1 and 2. 
which wow. were the kind of defining consoles, mm. I think. Anyway, Late to the party. Yep. Just looking at a picture of an Exidy Sorcerer. That's that's some beast. I want uh, one. It looks okay. a bit like a BBC, doesn't it? Yeah. What were the load times on that one? I'm guessing lengthy. Lengthy yeah. load times, Chris. <laughs> few lengthy minutes. load times. Like so, so Kings has given us a 48. Have we got any advance on 48? Any advance on 48? 48? 48? 48, 48, going. Uh, well, this guy doesn't give his name. Uh, <laughs> oh. Uh, not, he does give his name. He's senile. Sorry. He's older. <laughs> he's called Jim. So he might be older. He might be younger. I don't know. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, <laughs> uh, so Sherlock Holmes over here. <laughs> oh, right. Sorry. <laughs> he does give his age, and he is older. Alex, See, I never, it's, right. it's almost Always like read the emails it's all, before. It's almost like Stuart put them in an order or something. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it's like so, there's logic to this. And uh, he said on podcast 204, this can't have been podcast 204. No, but he's he's knocking on a bit. He is knocking yeah. on a bit. So anyway, he's, uh, somebody said, didn't we get an email from someone who was 60? And yes, this was Jim, otherwise known as James. Uh, his first console... <laughs> I'm just saying what his name is. <laughs> his first, first console was a Mattel uh, in television. I had one of those. I oh. always wanted one of those. They were really good. The, uh, there was a, um, a kind of bombing game on there called B-17 Bomber. And it had speech. And when you load it up, it went, B-17 Bomber. Like <laughs> Remember it clear as... Clear as anything. Yes. Clear as war. Uh, then he progressed to a VIC-20, which was kind of the precursor to the Commodore 64. Had a VIC-20. Um, and then all of his games were pretty much typing in pages of code from magazines, which was one of the most laborious and yeah. horrible tasks uh, in the world. Imagine that today. But there'd always be there'd always be a mistake, which you'd have exactly. to wait until the next month's copy of the magazine. You'd have to go through to lines of code yeah. to see if you put one thing incorrectly. Yeah. Um, never anyway. had the patience for that. So he plays games for two reasons. Did I say he was 60 years old? Anyway, he's 60. So he plays games for two oh reasons. Oh, my God. <laughs> First one is escapism, and the second one is to keep his mind active and youthful. I need to play more games. You said, you said. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's the moral of that story. It's from Jim. Yeah, also exactly. Jim. That's a great email. So if anybody, if anybody can trump 60 at the age at which they're still saying, playing a game, uh, let us know at the usual address. Max Fuller's written in, and he says, Hey, pod gods, what is happening about the Don Bradman Cricket 14 Ashes tournament between you and IGN Australia. They said it was a great idea. I hate cricket. No, oh, no but I agreed. I agreed. Well, you play it then. I, yeah, I'd love for it. Well, how do we do? How do we make this happen? <laughs> how do we talk to people that work within the same company? I don't know. How do we? <laughs> yeah, but they work in a different time zone. <laughs> yes, but I spoke to someone in Australia this morning. I can't. Right. I don't know how to. No. Right. It'll cost a lot of money. No, it won't. No. You've got to fly us out there. Or yeah. Something. No, that's, that's what we've got to do. Brilliant. Yeah, we can make it happen. Yeah. But should should we not do it when the ashes are happening? Which is when? Not for a while. Oh. Will it still be 2014, Chris? <laughs> is Don Bradman, is it an ashes game? Yeah. No. no. No? Don Bradman Cricket 14. No. Oh, that's it. It's the Don Bradman Cricket 14 game. And we were just going to do an ashes tournament. We were going to recreate right, yeah, the ashes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll do it. Uh, who wants to take lead on that? Well, you, because you like cricket. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I will, I'll say I'll do it, and then I'll get some sort of mental problem and have to pull out the first game. Okay. <laughs> ah, I see what you've done there. See what I did there? Yeah. Okay, good. Topical. Thanks. Good. Uh, true Detective. Um, God, I've got a lot of feedback, haven't I? <laughs> yeah, I starting to think that might have been a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Tim writes in saying uh, I've been listening to podcasts lately only lately muffa 
Uh, I've heard you talking about TV shows, but I haven't heard one mention of True Detective. Just wondering uh, if any of you have seen it, and what do you think? Uh, if so, I would thoroughly recommend it. So I'm just about to start watching it. So if you've seen it, by all means, do talk. Yeah. But no spoilers. No, fair enough. Seen it. Um, it's a massive oversight on our behalf that we've not talked about it on the podcast. Yeah. Has it not I even come up? I think we've watched it at different times. Yeah. That's why it's never really been yeah, possible. I, yeah, have you watched it now, Stuart? I haven't watched it yet. Oh, no. Okay, I watched it a fortnight ago. It's brilliant. Yeah, it's so great. Good. I don't want to say much more than that for people who haven't seen it and for you two who haven't seen it. Um, yeah. But it's immediately, from the, from the word go, you realise this is something really special. Okay. And the first three episodes are a little slow, but then, man... I think it looks beautiful as well. It looks, yeah, the best looking TV show I've ever seen. And just McConaughey. Best McConaughey. credit sequence <laughs> as well. Title and that sequence. song, Constable that song. Yeah. Uh, McConaughey as well, like... It, well, how's McConaughey in this, Chris? McConaughey. <laughs> McConaughey. Oh, oh, right, all oh, right. McConaughey. It's McConaughey. <laughs> and he's sometimes McConaughey. <laughs> Weird. Yeah. So, yeah, we, it, yeah, yeah, big fans of it. Can't wait to see what they come up with for season two. Okay. So, yeah, that's it. So, True Detective, thumbs up from the people that have seen yeah. it. Two thumbs up, right Excellent. up. Thumbs um, up from the people that haven't seen it. Uh, Joshua Piggott-Smith, uh, uh, we were talking about this last week, Chris, about um, how much we watch streaming services and Netflix mm-hmm. and stuff like that. We were. Uh, and it got Joshua Piggott-Smith thinking about this. With the death of BBC Three, it's clear that as more people move towards streaming, the more TV channels we stand to lose. So he's mm-hmm. had an idea. Why doesn't the BBC launch a channel with ad- advertisements Advance. that runs parallel to the regular BBC? People who don't want to pay for a licence can watch the BBC with ads. Those who do have a licence can watch the BBC without ads. Make it opt out so you have to physically call up the BBC to get the ad-free channel. And hey presto, you've doubled the revenue stream by catching the licensed dodgers and making money off the ones you don't. What do you guys think? Ridiculous idea. Well, do you, do you pay for a license fee? Yes. Good. Do you? Yeah. Do you, Creeper? Yes, I do. But that's kind of losing the point of the BBC, isn't it, if there yeah. was an advertising version mm. because it's a public service and it's supposed to be unbiased. Mm. And so that's the reason you're paying the fee and you're getting a service with no adverts. So that wouldn't work, would no. it? I think the problem here is that is is how the licence fee is collected. And I think the fact that it's... I think if somehow it was part of everybody's income tax or part of everybody's rates or something like that people mm. wouldn't bat an eyelid about the money the BBC got just but I think because yeah but because it's this separate thing yeah. Yeah. everybody mm. goes oh I don't want to pay 125 quid however much it is for the licence fee which is ridiculous because you get so much well, yeah. value for A that year's worth of entertainment yeah. Yeah. yeah so genuine question I don't know do people who are on benefits still have to pay for it yes okay the only people that don't have to put, or that get it reduced are pensioners yeah so you know people like you Yep. And blind. blind. But the blind don't get it for free. They they only get a discount. Yeah. That's ridiculous. But I guess you've got radio in there as yeah. well. Right. Yeah. So okay. I think, yeah, I'm I'm all for the license fee. Just maybe we ha we have to approach it from a different angle. Yep, yeah. no, I agree. I've never had a problem with it. So there you go. Interesting idea though. Thank you, Josh. Um we were also talking about the end of T V shows last week or T V shows in general. Mm-hmm. And James Isle says, I've got to say my favourite series finale was from Life on Mars. When Sam, spoiler, dot, 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 and I'm not going to read it out, okay? because I think uh, if you've seen it, you know it, and yeah. you know it's brilliant. We can agree that the ending was it awesome. It was really good. And if you haven't, go and see it, because... It's on Netflix. Yeah. Go and watch it. Awesome. And it is good, yeah. It's yeah. Really good. Pati- particularly the, the, that, the, you know, the Life on Mars, right? I, I preferred the Life on Mars to the second one. Okay. 
you were talking about the second one last I liked, week. Yeah, I liked Ashes too, especially the last couple of seasons yeah. of Ashes to Ashes. I thought it really got on its stride. I really liked it. Um, James also says he's got a bee in his bonnet about the length of series nowadays. With Life on Mars, um, only two seasons, Breaking Bad, five, Faulty Towers. A couple um, wondered why networks have to keep milking great series to death, um, like Dexter, Scrubs, Supernatural, Buffy, Prison Break. Obviously, think, it's money. It's money, yeah. isn't it? I think we all agree that it's a bit depressing, isn't it, when you have yeah. to stop watching a series that you've really loved. Mm. Like I said last week, I've still not got around to watching the final series of Dexter. You don't bother. Uh, yeah, and having, been with it for, and having been with it for such a long time to not yeah. actually see how... I think that's one of the worst. I think that's one of the worst. Like... Can't believe it's meant by like it's the same show. And I did an interview with Michael C. Hall mm. um, about four years ago, where we talked about how it would end, and he said that they wouldn't mess it up, they wouldn't go on too long, that they know it had a, a finite life, <laughs> mm. and they'd make sure they stopped before they started annoying people or the quality went down. He lied to Whoops. me. He did. He did um, lie. Lied to him. James says I also have similar issues with the gaming world. Uh, more is not always more. Um, I just don't have enough free time to do everything. I'm still yet to complete GTA 4, GTA 5, Red Dead Redemption, or Assassin's Creed Black Flag. Why or why do developers feel the need to make everything so huge? Well, that's yeah. that's understandable. That's bang for your buck, isn't it, with, with a video game? Because a video game is a different also, experience. Uh, that's right? also, those games listed there are a very, very particular type of game. Yeah. And they're a type of game that invites exploration and yeah. can be time consuming. You can take like a through line a lot of those games and do yeah, it like in GTA, a decent yeah, amount of time. Could, you could rip through that quickly. But part of the fun of that game is not doing it's exploration, that. It's, and that's yeah. the type of experience. Yeah. But also yeah. there's loads of other games that cater for different time yeah. allowances. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's something like... Um, Duck Hunt. <laughs> <laughs> Last bit of feedback, I think we got that. Yes, this is from Isaac Parsons. Um, Hi, I was wondering, what was the first ever video game Easter egg you have found by mistake without knowledge of it? Mine was the Family of Apes on the first mission of Halo 3. It was kind of creepy. And Isaac's from Salisbury. Thanks for that. Wow, that's a hard question to answer. I can't think of the top of my head. I've got to think back 100 years. But it's things like, you know, the secret level in Mario, where you kind of run along and then drop down the bottom of the screen and run along. That kind of stuff is pretty cool. But did you find out about it? of course that? not, right. no. Right. But um, even in ancient no, games, weren't there, like, um, like, like old BBC games, they'd put these little secret things in. I remember we interviewed Eli Roth, and I can't remember what it was. But I'll, I'll put the video in, maybe, the, the story, where he talked about something that he found when he was, like, 15 on some old mm. Spectrum game, I think. Mm that blew his mind and that was his favourite gaming moment of all time it's really difficult because I know like I was reading this book about the history of Nintendo and in the early days like the only people who know about this stuff is developers and they would leak it out to magazines over time because they want people to find it but not initially yeah I can't think of any really off the top of my head like in Super like in Super Mario and um Mario 64, finding yeah. all the additional stuff yeah like the top of the castle stuff, stuff like Monkey Island and things would have had Easter eggs, weren't they? And little hidden or references, mm, certainly stuff yeah. like that. Like Mario Kart, not really an Easter egg, but again, playing that game so much and tr- trying to figure out shortcuts because obviously it was all flat, um, and so a wall would be flat, but the texture would be different. And there's mm. bits where you could use the uh, mushroom to zoom through and do shortcuts and stuff like that, which you wouldn't find unless you kind of you skid off and you go, oh, there's a hole in that wall there. Mm. I wonder how I can get around there. That kind of stuff. I remember the Easter egg. This is in a movie though when. Um when I was little, this like blew my mind in Temple of Doom. Oh, he, same for me. When he's at the Obi Wan ca- Cafe, Club Obi Wan. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and you're like, yeah. I wrote when into, you're little. You're just like, what? I wrote into Empire Magazine universe? to tell them I'd spotted that, 
And a month later, they put that in the magazine, but didn't didn't say anything about me. No. And I was really upset. Wow. Timing was off on that. I'm sure they saw it themselves, but the timing was off to to publish it. That is I tried to send the letter in. Little, little kid. Where's my T-shirt? Little kid. Oh Sad times, Chris. Um, I think this is a good one to throw open, actually. Yeah. Because we, we, we could yeah, answer it. I've all got to think of some <laughs> these have got, to, these have got to be ones that you've stumbled across yourself, right? These can't be ones that, you, that you've heard about yeah. from magazines or, or those websites that are out there. Ones, Easter eggs in a game or in a movie or any a TV show, any kind of entertainment, let us know about it. Hidden tracks at the end of CDs. That kind of thing. Mm. All right? IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN.com. We want to hear from you. Thanks for all your feedback this week. It was a bumper crop. I'm sure you'll all agree. It was yes, a bumper crop. Was. Thank you for agreeing. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Time to move on to the games and films that are out this week. Uh, we'll do games first, I think. Games, 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 games. Um, Mario Golf is out on that the 3DS Mario Golf World Tour. Mm. And we liked it very much. We gave mm. it 8.6. Oh, wow. Which is a, a great... in one. Wow. Um, apparently, you know, it's got great training, lots of unlocks, smart multiplayer. The only downside, confusing maps. Confusing maps. Confusing maps. Mm. So you can't find the hole. Uh, that's no. what she <laughs> said. <laughs> it is, is um, World Masturbation Day after all, so it yeah. doesn't matter. Console it was yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Not in my household. Um, other games. Oh, the slightly less good um, Amazing Spider-Man to the film tie-in yeah. game. Uh, made that by kind of Beanox, who like a few years ago were quite kind of well thought of. Beanox. Beanox. Okay. A few years ago, they, they did um, the Spider-Man Shattered Dimensions game, yeah. which wasn't great, but people wasn't liked terrible. it. It was, it was yeah. pretty good. Four different types of Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, this one, apparently, pretty crappy. And it's just kind of sort of sneaked out as well. Yeah, we, we gave it a 5.4 mediocre. Yeah. It's Again, as with all Spider-Man games, really fun to be Spider-Man and just like swing around the city and do that. But once you've done that, the rest of the game feels pretty weak. Yeah. And Dark Souls 2 out is is out on PC finally great game if you like that sort of thing like have you played it then? no because I don't like punishing games but I've spoken it's not punishing. a lot to be no it's not as punishing as the, the kind of first it's, games yeah is it but easier than the first one no but there's, well, it's it's, not, but it's, it's mytholo- there, there is method to it the, right. the first one honestly like I've I've played the first one now yeah. after not bothering yeah. it for years and find it really boring when people like evangelise it you die a lot in the beginning mm. but then you get good at it and then you don't die for a Long stretches of the game yeah. because you, you become badass. You, yeah. you you know how to wield a sword and a shield, and yeah. it's really satisfying. Yeah, there's a, it's if it's just it's like an old school game. It really In is. That, that you tweak your equipment and rhythm to it, and once you understand the way that the game works, then it's it's challenging, but it's not unfair. Are we expecting much difference in the PC version? It looks a lot nicer. Yeah. It looks very, very nice. Runs at 60 frames. Yeah. I don't like the first Dark Souls, which was never um, optimised for PC, because people petitioned from software to take it to PC, and all they did was port the console yeah. game. It was riddled with bugs and issues, performance issues. This is a full-on PC version, so much better this time around. I've got a question for you. Uh, I recently purchased a new car which comes with all sorts of warranties and stuff like that. So I never have to lift up the bonnet of my car and get in amongst it and, you know, do things like change the oil or change the spark plugs or anything. And I was wondering, because I'm missing that experience, could I get a similar experience maybe in a video game? Car mechanic simulator. 
Really? That is that is available now. <laughs> is it? I think it's been knocking about a little bit, but it is available now, and you can maybe tinker to your heart's content and get greasy virtually. You can play around with your exhaust. Tinker with your nuts. Can you come in. <laughs> Chris, got one there? He's glazed over. Just like shaft. Put a banana up your exhaust. <laughs> <laughs> that's what most car mechanics do now I'd agree slipping you get what, what? I, don't I don't know slipping you get something to do with the differential let's leave that let's rubbish. move on put, to the movies you've not got one don't take up put, time put your hand on my shift it's not, it's not a thing no. uh, movies <laughs> movies uh, it's a bumper crop for movies this week and I will talk about them in ascending order uh, Brick Mansions which is one of uh, Paul Walker's last movies yeah. very sadly uh, we gave it a 5.1. Um, it's a remake, a loose remake of District 13, which is a film that came out a few years ago, and I've still not got around to watching. A French film, action film, parkour action. Ah, parkour. Um, parkour. And this one's set in Detroit. Detroit? Detroit. <laughs> Detroit in the near future, and some horrible area of the city gets walled off, and, and Paul Walker is an undercover cop working this kind of beat of where it's just criminals. And yeah, it's an action film with lots of parkour. Like and they're all running on Yeah, the I was going to say, isn't Robocop set in Detroit in the near future? Yeah, but mm. in a lovely version of Detroit where it's really leafy and idyllic. It's really nice in the new Robocop, Is Detroit. It? Oh, it's lovely. Uh, I'd, I'd live there. So uh, our review gave 5.1 and said, even as a remake, the parkour-heavy Brick Mansions is derivative action filler notable only because it stars the late Paul Walker. Mm. Damning, damning praise. Uh, next up, Pompeii. Uh, the poster for that looks awful. Face face the trailer for that looks awful. It, is it awful, Chris? It's not very good. No. <laughs> it's Titanic meets Gladiator. Ah, very literally. They've, they, they've literally looked at those two films and He's thought, how can, we, how can we meld them together? Um, I think really he does cold. fight a tiger at one stage or something there. But there are scenes very reminiscent of Gladiator. And then the, looks a bit the, the, the doomed well. romance at the centre of it is exactly the same as the Gladiator one with like Kiefer Sutherland plays the Billy Zane role. Who's, who's the director? Is it uh, it's Paul W.S. Anderson. And Ooh. the effects look a bit shonky in places yeah, in the trailer. didn't spend quite enough money on them. Um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't enjoy it. I found it a bit boring. The girl's quite pretty. Kit Harrington, I don't think, is the, great, the best actor. No. Um, we gave it a 5.9 and said, Director Paul W.S. Anderson and his writers borrow heavily from Best Picture winners Titanic and Gladiator for their decidedly not Oscar-worthy disaster epic Pompeii. But if you just want to see Mother Nature lose her beep, then Pompeii has enough to satiate your craving for molten mayhem. What's Mother, I do, I do what's mother a, Nature? Oh. Mother Nature. Oh, sorry, That's I good, said it wrong. Good illustration there. Yeah, mon- yeah, molten mayhem. mayhem. I'm <laughs> I always want to see molten mayhem. That sounds like a game on the Commodore 64. <laughs> it does, <isn't> it? <laughs> molten mayhem. Next up, we've got Bad Neighbours. Um, which stars Seth Rogen, Zac Efron, Rose Byrne, Chris Mitz-Plass. Or Neighbours in America. Neighbours in America. It's the guy who directed Forgetting Sarah Marshall and Getting mm. to the Greek. Uh, and it's really, really funny. It's one of the funniest films I've seen. Mm. It's not got much of a plot. The this year? Not ever. Ever. No, genuinely. Like, consistently, what? from start to finish, I was... Wow. There's your poster myself. quote. There you go. Um, it's about the frat house moving in next door to the quiet couple and the war breaking out between the two houses. Um, yeah, it's and Zac Efron's really good in it. He plays kind of the evil head of the the cocky the frat, the but mm. it goes quite interesting Seth places. Seth Rogen's quite jealous of his character. Yeah, yeah, and his his character's flirting with his wife quite a lot. Right. Um, well, you would. It's Rose Byrne. 
And the review of that, Chris Tilly said, it might not be for the faint-hearted or easily offended, but Bad Neighbours delivers on the gag front. The film Laugh Out Loud Funny from beginning to end. And he gave it an 8.0. Yeah, I never listen to anything no. he says, though. The guy doesn't know what heck he's talking about. Interestingly about that one, though, uh, they're releasing it on Saturday, huh? which Why? is a very, very unusual step. Well, um, apparently it'll get pulled into box office takings for next weekend. Oh, my God. They're going to get like a, an eight-day, I think, window Was or that nine days. Is the bank holiday? Uh, well, they're obviously doing it for the bank holiday, but equally, they're going to have a huge gross for next. Yeah. Does that really mean anything? I don't think it does. Because still, at the end of the day, they get the same amount of money. I think the industry thinks it means more than right. it actually does. In re- uh, it's an interesting thing to do to release it on. I don't know why they would release it on the Friday rather than the Saturday, mm. though. Seems crazy. Especially with reviews like that. Yeah. 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 Well, it's laugh out loud funny. funny from <laughs> Which is good. You don't want these films I've ever seen. You don't want to be laugh inside funny. That's a strange turn of phrase Smirk for me to funny. use. But inside a theatre. But uh, the film I'm recommending is not that. The film I'm recommending this week is called Blue Ruin. Which is a low-budget independent movie Sounds from the like States. Sounds like a cocktail. Sounds like a cocktail. It's referring to a car in the film. Okay. Um, it's very much like old-school, uh, no, or maybe even new-school, Coen Brothers. It's a bit like Cross Between Blood Simple and No Country for Old Men. I'll buy that for a dollar. Uh, it's freaking, freaking good. Um, our review, I didn't review it because I, I was worried I'd be a bit biased. Because I know the lads that made it. I've known them for years. So I got someone else to review it, and he loved it. Good. 8.0. Uh, Blue Ruin belies its modest means to deliver gripping tension and an unlikely character study. For all involved, particularly its main filmmaker and lead actor, if not their protagonist, revenge is truly sweet. It's a bloody good film. Why is it only an eight then? That's crazy. Well, I didn't review it. Okay. What if? What would you have given it? I might have given it a nine, mm. putting my personal feelings to one side. Okay. Um, yeah, but it's and it's it's so good that it's made it this far because they made it on for no money. They, it was their last kind of chance because they're all getting on a bit. Um, and then they managed to get it to Cannes, and then it won one of the big awards at Cannes, and Harvey Weinstein picked it up, and now it's getting like a global release. That's what you want to is, happen, isn't it? Yeah. It's like the dream. That is. So yeah, I'd see Blue Ruin and Bad Neighbours this weekend. There you go. See two. One on Friday. And how about game? If they're only buying one game this week, Mario Golf or Dark Souls. If you own a PC. if you haven't got it already, or yeah. Car Mechanic Simulator. No. 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 Okay. That is it then. What a sterling podcast! I think you'll all agree this was this week. Thoroughly enjoyable. I give it a 7.8 out of 10. Putting your feelings to one side. Yeah. <laughs> Say uh, there were highs and lows. It really, there was inconsistency. I beginning to end. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. It was a podcast party. But let us know your ratings. <laughs> <laughs> Who did well this week? <laughs> they won't be back next week. Uh, that oh, is it. should do that, yeah. Oh, oh God, geez. No. <laughs> The Hunger Games. Decide yeah. the line out. You decide. Yeah. Do you miss Luke? Who? No, no, silence. No one misses Luke. Tom. <laughs> no, that's good. It's fine. How, how quickly that's we forget. For All right, gang, that's it. We'll see you uh, next week for the next IGN UK podcast. Till then, bye-bye. Cheerio. Bye. Bye.